Hello everyone out there in podcast land, this is Severin and Ambrosia and welcome to another episode of the original Designated Drinkers, sound like I've been drinking already, the podcast where we dive deep into drinking one libation at a time and today's podcast is brought to you by Cody Road. Cody Road, okay, so let's have a Go ahead and give us an introduction, Ambrosia, who we're speaking to today. So today we're speaking to Sam Bergen. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Great. First time. <laughs> awesome. With a name like Ambrosia, you kind of learn, kind of learn the tricks. Uh, but Sam and I met uh, at uh, one of our favorite bars, the Kite String Cantina. Shameless plug. Shout out to Kite String. Yeah. And, uh, and Andrew. Yes. And I'm trying to get Andrew on this show. He just won't. Really? Mm-hmm. We'll make him. Yeah. I He'll do so. it. <laughs> But uh, so Sam tasted me out on Cody Road and I immediately went to my distributor and bought it the next day because it is delicious. Cody Thank Road. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So what is Cody Road? So Cody Road is actually the street our distillery is on in LeClaire, Iowa. Okay. Uh, we are Mississippi River Distilling Company and we named our whiskeys Cody Road as kind of an homage to LeClaire, but also um, Buffalo Bill Cody was born just down the street from us. And okay. so there's lots of Buffalo Bill lore uh, kind of scattered throughout LeClaire. It's a real fun thing to kind of, you know, explore while you're there. But um, yeah, we call all of, all of our whiskeys uh, our Cody Road. And uh, what what our distillery does, uh, we're, we're an entirely grain to glass Operation, so we're not sourcing juice from MGP or some other, you know, large-scale distillery. We're doing everything ourselves, um, and that goes down to even bringing in, you know, our our raw grain, which uh, we don't go more than 25 miles from the distillery because in in Iowa you don't have to go very far to get corn okay. or anything like yes, that. Yes, it's, it's that's the you know? corn corn state. It is. And see from driving through. <laughs> but before we get too, too far, oh, um, sure. you said what, we don't get our juice from where? Because I'm the person that doesn't know anything about anything. I just like what you have. So can, can you explain t- that? Can we, t- speaking of corn, can, yeah. you, can you pour us out some corn while oh, we get into course. this? Of course. Yeah, let's do it. Corn, a.k.a. bourbon. I'm with it. <laughs> there you go. Listen to that. Do a little bourbon. Yeah, so this is our flagship Cody Road bourbon. It is uh, 70% corn, uh, 20% wheat, and 10% barley. It's 90 proof. It's super buttery and delicious. And it's just a gloriously built whiskey. Okay. Cheers. 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 It is beautifully buttery. It is. That's mm. what I was about to say. It is buttery. That's. Oh yeah, that's very good. That's interesting. So, back to telling us what what the um not getting our juice and grain from anywhere else is about. Yeah. So, a lot of, you know, if you look at the spectrum of spirits brands, just kind of all lumped in together, you can kind of separate them out by who is actually producing. Um, their own juice out of the distillery or distillate. I mean, we just kind of call it juice. And then those who source from a larger scale company that that's what they do is they, they make a whole bunch of different kinds of whiskeys and 
clear spirits and things and then they sell to these brands who make their own blends and essentially like just kind of bottle it and slap their name on it and put it out there okay that's it's called a uh, contract distillation yes. you not only have this in whiskey and a, a very large popular one is uh, the one in indiana that we're talking about they give most of the contract distillation to folks but you also do this in brandy uh, you see this in tequila you have a lot of folks who make their make make it and then sell it off. Sell it off. Okay. And we don't do that with, um, which one did we try first? The bourbon. That was the bourbon. Okay. Yeah. You drank all yours up. I did. I was really stoked. Okay. I'm <laughs> with that. Hey. <laughs> it just tastes so good once it hits your lips. It, yes. You also, in all style. fairness, you poured us like maybe a quarter of an ounce. So That's fine. It's a That's tasting. True. Absolutely. <laughs> just saying, no judging. For sure. Yeah. So this is a pretty high concentration of corn. It is. Uh, I've, typically for uh, bourbon, it has to be 51% corn. So it has to be the majority. Okay. This is 70. Yeah. We, we went 70 with this. Um, and really that, uh, you know, when Ryan and Garrett and Sean were, when they started the company, they, you know, toyed with a bunch of different recipes and, um, we definitely wanted to make this uniquely Iowa. And like we mentioned before, you know, Iowa people associate corn, corn with Iowa. Right. So this was right off the bat, just going to be a very corn forward spirit. And um, the flavor profiles that we're going for, we like the higher corn count um, for sweetness and everything. And then, you know, to get a little more sweetness out of it too, we add uh, wheat to the mash bill, okay. which whenever you add wheat to a, a any sort of spirit, you know, especially whiskeys, you're going to get a little bit more sugariness out of it. Okay. And so that's how we're able to get, you know, that buttery kind of butterscotch um, mouthfeel and palate out of it. What a, a way that I like to think about mash bills, especially with whiskey, is to translate them into bread. Mm. Cornbread, wheat bread, rye bread, and then there's barley, which is kind of all on its own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That, that. that makes a lot of sense, actually. Cornbread, wheat bread, rye bread. I'm with that. That's... Makes a lot of sense for laymen like myself. That's really good. I'm going to steal that. that. Yeah. I'm totally stealing <laughs> it. That's awesome. Now, one thing we like to do, um, I like to read the bottle. So, you mind if I read this one to kind of see do. what it says We and describe it for all our listeners um, at home? So, it says on the top of it, in the glass, Mississippi River Distilling Company, um, handmade beneath the Iowa sky. I was trying to figure out what that last word was. Then it just just came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Straight <laughs> bourbon whiskey. Um, this is batch 12, bottle number 258. Um, it has a picture of LeClaire, Iowa on the bottle. And so let's read about Cody Road. In 1846, William Buffalo Bill Cody was born just a mile from our distillery on Cody Road in LeClaire, Iowa. Cody Road bourbon is named in his honor. This is a real whiskey for real people. Enjoy an unforgettable stroll down Cody Road. Grain bill, 70% corn, 20% wheat, 10% barley. Serving style, enjoy neat or on the rocks for full flavor. Delicious in classic cocktails like an old-fashioned Boulevardier. 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 Yep. See, there it is. Nailed it. That's why I'm. That's why I'm that, a reader. That one's my favorite. <laughs> or a julep. The taste the notes. Bold sweetness of corn meets the light fruit notes of wheat with vanilla and caramel from the charred barrel oak. 
So can you speak to us a little bit about, not to put you on the spot because I can mm. do it if you don't want to, oh, the difference good. between bourbon and straight bourbon? So um, straight bourbon, I did know this at one point. I'm going to be totally <laughs> honest with you. I'm a little bit drawing a blank here. Um, but that is... It's just straight from our distillery. Straight and bourbon is a it's a higher level of restrictions on it. Yeah. Um, so bourbon has to be made. Bourbon's two years old. Straight bourbon has to be three, minimum. I believe so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but I'm I'm also like totally learning. From <laughs> yeah, so, that's how it um, usually goes. You know. That's what I say. I'm just learning from her too. <laughs> uh, so there's just it's there's just a little more that you have to do to get that label straight on it. Got it. It's one more paragraph I want to read off the bottle just to just finish describing it. And I forgot to mention that blue is the color of this bottle. Well, the bottle is clear, but the blue is the accent on the outside of the bottle. So distilled and bottled by Mississippi River Distilling Company, LeClaire, Iowa. Grain to glass in LeClaire, Iowa. We use grain sourced locally from the fields within 25 miles of our distillery, just like you said. Our craftsmen oversee each detail of the process from milling of the grain to the fermentation, distillation, and eventual bottling. We are as dedicated to the contents in this bottle as we are to the people who enjoy it in their glass. You can learn more at www.mrdistilling.com. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. I uh, Clarification. It is not, uh, the two-year mark was wrong. So in order to be called straight bourbon, the age statement must be displayed if it's under four years, but does have to be a minimum of two years. Mm, okay. And there's a lot of rules about the still, the, the, the proof that it goes into, right. uh, off the still, into the barrel, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, if multiple ages of the whiskey are mingled in a bottle, the age statement must reflect the youngest bourbon in the mix. The label must display the state of the distillation if the whiskey was bottled in a state other than the one where it was distilled. Mm. And it can't contain any added flavor or coloring. And this is what we're talking about with outsourcing it. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to put straight on it now if it was made in Indiana. Right. Now, the other question that I always get confused here, um, just regular bourbon is Kentucky, right? No, no bourbon no. has to be made in the United States. Oh, yes. I thought, so what's that that only can be made in Kentucky and has to have Kentucky water? If it says Kentucky bourbon. On just if it says yeah. the Kentucky on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm super excited to have a non-Kentucky whiskey in here. <laughs> okay. Thank you. What did Kentucky do to us? Absolutely nothing. It's okay. just, it gets, all the sh- it gets all the shine. And you know yeah. how much I love cognac. To go back to a brandy reference, because this is what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. If you're talking about French bourbon, or French bourbon, bourbon is actually a French term, which is where bourbon came from. Bourbon. Bourbon. If you're talking about French brandy, you're typically talking about cognac. All right. But I'm a champion of Calvados and Armagnac because even though cognac's amazing, and you know I drink a lot of cognac, yes. the other parts of that country also make really good juice. Case in point here. So we don't have to have just Kentucky um, taking the shine away from everybody all the time. It's still right? delicious, but there's others. It, it, yeah. it is good. It's, it is quite delicious. Like the um, tasting notes are exactly kind of what you said and what the bottle mentions the, the vanilla the caramel the it doesn't say butterscotch but it does kind of have that butter buttery taste to it so it's like eating a piece of sweet corn from Iowa mhm mhm oh man oh awesome 
so it says here that you started in the restaurant industry in 20, 2004. Yeah. And right now you do on and off premise sales. Yeah. Do you uh, do you know what on and off premise means? I do not. Tell us. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We're we're podcasting, doing our thing, and I hope maybe you'll hear it in the background when this episode comes out because it's still going to come out. But they're like having a construction contest in the hallway mm. to it's see the neighbors who can upstairs. make the most noise. It's the neighbors upstairs. You never know what 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 the fuck are they doing. No. That's what we're trying to figure out now. <laughs> on-premise and off-premise. On-premise means that the alcohol is consumed on the premise. Off-premise is where the alcohol is consumed off. So a restaurant would be on-premise. A shop would be off-premise. Got it. Some folks can have both license, mm -hmm. which, congratulations. And if you yeah. were grandfathered in in the city of Chicago, I, I've got one near my house that's not on and off. It's nice. great. You can get packaged goods and take them out with you. But yeah. traditionally, you can only do one or the other, especially in Chicago. Got it. Um, yeah, I know a couple of places like that, that that you can have stuff, and they have like the rest, not restaurant. They have the store in the front, and then like kind of the bar in the back. But they're few and far between. It seems like that was a grandfather in on a tavern yeah. license, and they're very divey. Mm -hmm. But divey is cool. I'm a favorite. I, I, I like divey. Mm -hmm. So you started in 2004. What were you doing? Yeah, so uh, my first like restaurant gig was at what is now called the Tax Slayer Center. In the, in the Quad Cities, it's a 12,000 seat arena. And so I was, I got a job like right out of high school washing dishes there. And then I, uh, I just kind of worked my way up to like, you know, cooking and doing, you know, it, they did more stuff there than, you know, just whatever act was playing there at the time. So they did lots of weddings, lots of banquets and things like that. So I kind of got my chops from prepping for you know weddings and stuff like that on the food side and, and stuff and then yeah I kind of gradually um once I moved to Chicago I kind of left back house and then started bartending and I just kind of fell in love with that and you know being able to create things with all these cool spirits that like are just really fascinating and you it's so easy to nerd out about this stuff and I mean it really just kind of fit me and then um I did reach a point where I I was like well you know there's so many paths you can go like after bartending as far as you know moving on and staying in the business and this opportunity came up from my hometown distillery so I I reached out and they're like yeah let's do it let's, let's do it, it a try that's what's up that's how you yeah. gotta get it done sometime reach out and say hey i need a job let me do something for this mm -hmm. for this straight bourbon whiskey that i like yeah now let me ask you a question you were talking about cooking and bartending and everything what are i know they said you can make a julep and i'm not even gonna try that other word again Boulevardier. yeah i'm not gonna try it. <laughs> i got you every time you. just point to me appreciate it um can you give us an example of a another drink that you may craft from this particular the straight from the from the bourbon just like as far as cocktails go yes I mean, there's obviously like all the standards you know your old fashions Manhattans your bullet I'm not gonna say it as well yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even gonna try it <laughs> um, yeah. oh that's awesome um you know stuff like that and then there's like you know some like the newer age cocktails like you know like paper planes and and things like that where i am not you know, hip. what is a paper plane that, that's from it's actually uh, a chicago cocktail yeah it's equal parts 
and it's really cool. I really like the philosophy behind like equal parts things and how they just all kind of automatically work together. I just think it's awesome. Break, break it down um, for me. What, what what is it? So it's uh, equal parts bourbon, uh-huh. aperol, uh-huh. sweet vermouth, okay. and lemon juice. Oh, that sounds decent. It's delicious. another Chicago word. I oh, mean. <laughs> Do we we claim decent? We I, I remember decent? one time I said to to somebody, I said, "Oh, that's decent," and they're like, 10 out of ten." I'm like, "No, more of a C," because <laughs> decent is ten in French. Oh, okay. So oh, really? They, yeah. So they thought okay. decent. Just hitting us with all the languages. Yeah. She, she, she my brain went it. now. Hey, I'm with it. Do right it. On. It's Do your it. fault for bringing up the bullet here. Flex, <laughs> flex, flex on them. Um, but yeah, decent, decent as hell, Joe. I I heard some. I, I, asked, I asked my buddy one time. I saw him at the movie theater, and he was coming out, and I was going in. I'm like, "How was the movie?" He said, "Oh, it was decent as hell." I said, "It was just okay." He said, "No, it was great." What you talking about? So decent. It means good. So, so I also came out of back of the house, and I moved to front of the house. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, I started as a chef. Oh, cool. And slowly moved over. There's a really funny joke of there only so many places you can go to as a as a you start as a bar back right then you move yeah. up to a bartender mm-hmm. bar manager mm-hmm. brand rep real estate okay <laughs> that that makes you're total laughing sense because you know it's true yeah. oh yeah that makes total sense <laughs> we know that's about amazing. some real estate that's for sale right now right yeah yeah, yeah so it's a seller's market right now from what i understand mm-hmm. it's uh i wish i had the money to buy it because yeah oh man that would the, the place I'm thinking of, that'd be a great bar to have. Mm, there mm. are lots. But so let's let's break into the other one, if you don't mind. Do some Cody Road Rye. Yes, Rye. This one's my favorite. This is my favorite too. <laughs> so this is 95% rye and 5% malt, and it's 80 proof, so it's not quite. Sorry about that. Okay. It's not quite as hot as our bourbon. But what I absolutely love about this is rye whiskeys in general tend to be kind of dry. Right. And you have one or two, and your mouth is like sandpaper. It reminds me of the bread. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. And, um, well, anyway, so when you drink our rye whiskey, you're not going to have a dry mouth afterwards, or at least not as much. And what that does for me personally is that allows me to pick up more of the nuances of the rye grain itself. So I'm going to get more of that black peppercorn. I'm going to get more of that clove. I'm going to get there. There's almost like a like a melon kind of middle thing happening in ours, or at least a little bit of like a vegetal quality to it, which is really interesting. And it's just fun to drink. Get like a musk melon. Yeah. In the mid. Yeah, for sure. What Cheers. is a musk melon? Think of like a sweaty armpit melon, mm. like musky. What is that? I heard a really good tasting note today. I was listening to uh, Key in the Lake podcast. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, I heard a really good one, uh, robot bathwater. Ooh, okay. As a tasting note. So is it electric or is it rusty? It makes me think it tastes like batteries. <laughs> yeah. <something. laughs> we're going to have Ian on here and I'll, I'll make him explain it. Okay. <laughs> Well, we're, we're amazing. You know, that's one of my favorite things to come up with tasting notes that, that mm-hmm. are the most 
eccentric off the wall things that one could ever think of. Um, let me check this bottle out. Oh yeah, this bottle it's just a different picture on the front, but this one is decorated more in red. Mm-hmm. Same information on the back, just the only difference is like you said, ninety five percent rye, five percent barley malt. Um, easy sipping on the rocks or neat, plenty of room for sweet and bitters and a classic cocktail like a Manhattan. And it gives, I'll give you those tasting notes again, sweet and approachable with light notes of apple, banana, and pear followed with the telltale spice of rye on the finish. It's, it's really small, and my eyes are getting bad. So <laughs> You need some readers. <laughs> uh, it's time. I was going to say, are we to that age now? We are. We gotta <laughs> We're getting there. I had to start stealing glasses from guys and leave them sitting on the table. I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no. I refuse. So with this malted barley, so this is a, a pretty high concentration of rye. With the, yeah. the label straight rye, it has to be 51% rye. This one is 95. What that malted barley does is it actually jumpstarts uh, with enzymes, the, the fermentation. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just daddy's little helper. Okay. It is. But this is a high concentration of rye. Uh, and I was also reading that you use smaller barrels. We do. We use 30-gallon barrels as opposed to your, like, industry standard 53 okay barrels. what's the reason behind that so a few reasons one um when they first open the distillery um you know you you start your business and then you have to explain to the bank how you're gonna generate revenue okay. and you can't sell whiskey right away you have to let it age in an oak barrel for it to taste good and actually become you know a good tasting whiskey so by using these smaller barrels, we don't have to leave the juice in the barrel quite as long. Okay. Um, so we're going to get, you know, at the three-year mark, we're going to get similar, um, we're going to get similar flavor profiles as if we were leaving the juice in a 53-gallon barrel for like four to five years. Makes a ton of sense. I like so that. So it just kind of expedites the process a little bit. And then another thing that we do too is that our juice will actually go into the barrel at a little bit lower proof. So we don't really put anything above like 110 into the barrel. 160 is the max. Okay. Yeah. And it just kind of drops from there. Yeah. And then it, it just kind of drops down from there. And what uh, the reasoning behind that is with the extra water going into the barrel, mm-hmm. um, there's sugars already present in the wood. And those sugars are actually going to going to dissolve a little bit better in water as opposed to the alcohol that you're putting in there. Okay. And so that helps us dial into some of the sweeter flavor profiles. And again, we don't have to leave it in as long, so we're able to you know get get our whiskey out and bottled in a little bit quicker manner. And what's the what's the climate like in Iowa? Is it similar to Bourbon County? It is. I we're we're at it's very similar to Chicago because okay. we're uh, the distillery is really like two and a half hours from here. You're, you're just driving from one side of Illinois to the other, and mm-hmm. then you're at the Mississippi river and then you can throw a rock at the distillery. Okay. I mean, you're, you're that's that cool. close now sugar in the wood. Uh, that's oak barrels, right? Oak wood. Mm-hmm. And there's sugar in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. We call them wood tannins, wood sugars. Yeah. I know about the tannins. I didn't know we called them wood sugar. So learn something 
Every time I come on this show, I learn something new. It's amazing. So the lighter the toast, the more sugars that you have available. When you So think about this. Let's use a marshmallow analogy. Mm. Uh, if you're roasting a marshmallow over an open fire, mm-hmm. the more you leave it over the fire, the darker, the blacker, the more charcoal and that bitterness flavor comes out. That's correct. Yes. It's the same as a barrel. So the more that you toast it, the less sweetness that you have and the more charcoal you have. What charcoal does is it actually... Uh, removes impurities it, it kind of cleans it right, filters right, right. It. yeah i know about i know about the charcoal that's used to give activated charcoal to people to try and help them not be sick and now rich mm. white ladies are using it to brush their teeth <laughs> it's a thing i know it is mm-hmm. it's it's every major brand has a charcoal not even just brush their teeth wash their face it's charcoal yeah. soap it's charcoal everywhere now also fun fact about activated charcoal if you ingest it and you're taking the birth control pill in high quantities it can actually reduce the effectiveness of really? the birth control pill does it like filter out i'm not sure how it works exactly but it interesting. it fucks with it so interesting it, it has to be a very high quantity of it but it always worries me when people are drinking activated charcoal drinks yeah. to be healthy. I'm like, you have to oh, like you know mainline the activated charcoal in your b- body for it to do that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like the whole poppy seed thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you joined uh, the Mississippi River Distilling Company uh, in 2017, and now you cover Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana. I do. Who's best? I'm... Ooh. Way to put him on the spot. Like best as in like where do I enjoy working the most or where are we like killing it the most? Where do you enjoy? Where do I enjoy? Mm. Is it Indiana because you can smoke in the oh bars? God. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not, I mean, nothing against I love you, Indiana. I'm just kidding. Right. Um, we're not going to say anything bad about any of the places. No, no. Just, no they're I, all, they all well, hold a special place uh, yeah, somewhere. I have, I, I definitely have like some favorite accounts that are spread out all over the place. So definitely like Chicago, you know, I mean, obviously like we live here in Kite Strings here. Another yep. Kite String plug. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we, I, I love it here. Um, there's some places like, downstate like i actually like kind of dig springfield a little bit like they've got a nice like kind of farm farm, farm table scene down there yeah um and then up in wisconsin that's just a whole other animal milwaukee i, mean, I love milwaukee yeah milwaukee is amazing and then i mean the the corner bar scene there is really cool i mean if you're into divey bars like yeah. it's I, I have a feeling that there might actually be more dive bars up there than in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I Because agree. they didn't get rid of, like, the tavern license thing. Absolutely. I went to a very divey bar in, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but up it there that in that, up there in that area, and I played my tropical card, and... It was just all over me. It was it was it was nuts. This was uh, yeah. This was a long time ago. My friends that lived up there, um, you know, I stayed with them, and it was just a very good time. So I agree with. I, th- I think they do have mm-hmm. more divey bars. Chicago, um, you know, you got to go to the right. You got to know where to go. Yeah. Right side of town. Everything else um, there, it's like just a dive town. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get up there in the next couple of days. Just take the train. It's a short train ride. Yeah, super fun. 
so we've got these two core uh, expressions. Mm-hmm. Did I hear something about an experimental? So. We oh, yeah, have, something else. I thought it was, those were the... There's a whole bag of tricks. Oh, man. I thought those was like a the lightsaber, the red and the blue fighting each other. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You're still resting on that May the 4th, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what? A, one of the other things that I brought, um, we recently started to do um, an experimental series that we call Cody Road X, and... Basically, we're kind of just experimenting with different barrel finishes for, okay. our, for our whiskeys. So this one is our Cody Road bourbon um, aged in a rum barrel from Martinique. Okay. So, so it should be sweeter. A little sweeter, a little more um, vegetal, probably. Mm, it's the vegetal. Uh, if, you, vegetal? If, you, if you holler back yeah. to the Sailor Jerry episode where it was talking about the three different types of rum, uh-huh. agricole is going to be the the French colonized countries that are using 100% sugar cane. And mm-hmm. with 100% sugar cane, you're getting more musty, grassy, vegetal qualities out of it. And this was from Martinique. Martinique and Haiti are still controlled by the French government. Mm. Yep, I think we, I do remember talking yep. about that. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. yeah, so we, how long was it finished? Uh, for about a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where I think we're going we're gonna to start doing this for a while because now, um, I mean... Now Ryan's got like a barrel guy that he can call. You got to get a barrel guy. You got to get a guy. You got to get a barrel guy. I got a guy. You got to get a guy. I got a barrel in my kitchen. Yeah. Now I have another question. Kind of go back to what we were speaking about before. You said, where do you like as far as killing it? Where are you killing it? Because I, I mean, with the whole virus and everything, I obviously people don't get to go out as much as they used to. But at the same time, I still go to the store and I've never thought hey let me get this cody road so for sure um where are you killing it and why would i well taste wise i do enjoy high taste but why would i buy this over any other um whiskey so those are all really good questions so definitely um illinois because i mean we we do pretty well with you know binnies and hyvee and some of the bigger chains here like Woodman's and stuff like that. Um, and they've been really great supporters of ours. And um, w- as far as where we kind of stand out, as far as some of the other craft brands that are on the shelf um, is definitely going to be price point. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of the craft brands you see, they're going to kind of occupy this like 40 to $50 a bottle and, and even higher mm-hmm. uh, price range. And one one thing that we're trying to do with our brands and to help kind of drive the assimilation of craft spirits and just the general culture in itself is to make it very affordable. Uh, we don't want anyone to feel like that they are having to splurge and like empty their wallet just to have a bottle of Cody road bourbon. We want this to be kind of like a mainstay in your house. Okay. And, and that's one reason why we've been able to do so well is that we're not really, you know, competing. We are competing, but at the same time, we're not competing with the other craft brands because if someone is looking to spend like a ton of money on a bottle, they're obviously going to go with one of these. But if they're like, man, I, I gotta get some eggs. I need to get, you know, some whatever else, and I need to get some bourbon. Then we're gonna be that. You want to be the mainstay, I'm yeah. Like that. That's, it's those small Iowa, it's those small Midwest. barrels. It is. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just makes economic sense. I'm with yeah. it. I'm with it. 
I really like how the mid on this goes vegetal. It like dips down of like going vegetal and then finishing mm -hmm. with that sweet oh, yeah. finish. You keep saying Ooh. vegetal. I keep thinking vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> kind kind of yeah. Yeah. Because okay. you're tasting like the actual like plant fibers. Okay. That okay. are that are in there. I get it. What are you getting off of this up? So what vegetable? Let me see. It tastes like hold on, let me let me let me do this one more time. It tastes like it, it is a bit sweeter, but it tastes like a dandelion. Mm. Mm, yeah. Like like the, the yellow on the dandelion or the like yellow. the milk from the dandelion, the, the fuzzy green from the dandelion. See, I was I the, was the I, grassy part. I was like going kind of far with it, but you 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 now you messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like what I imagine a dandelion would taste like. But I know they have the dandelions that you can eat. Um so not the milk, but the sweetness. It tastes like how I would imagine the yellow tastes if I was just pick up a bunch of dandelions and bite the top off of like dandelion wine mm. that's another midwest delicacy dandelion wine yeah oh my goodness my learn. family makes dandelion wine <laughs> that's why i love this <laughs> show I, I mean i just you learn everything on this show y'all oh man y'all got to come check us out even more this this is just educational hour at its finest i like the sweetness in this finish a bunch what I wonder how that would play. I would play into a cocktail with like a fino sherry or like a manzanilla, like mm. something super dry and sherry-like. Yeah. Like replace this in a bramble maybe. Okay. I could see that. What have I, you, have you done any kind of mixing with it? I know it's kind no, of special. No, not, not really. Um, this, this is where, where this kind of lives is, you know, just like the, the whiskey nerd's going to pick it up and be like, Oh, I want to try this. And then we only made, I think only, 30 cases went to Illinois okay. and, and that's it. And then once it, once it was out, it's no, out. know where you're yeah. going. Like I yeah. said, know where you're killing it. Yeah. I mean, if, um, you know, obviously if, you know, a buzz gets created around something, then that provides a little more incentive for us to, you know, maybe do it again, produce it again, maybe make this like part of the lineup or whatever. That's what we're here you know? to do. Yeah. That's what we're here to promote. <laughs> we're trying to well, get that going. It. Speaking of buzz. There's another thing that I want to taste because I, I want to see what Sev thinks about this. Okay. I'm in your bag of tricks? Yeah. Uh, it was a, That was a B reference. Yes. For, for all you out there. Honey. So that's why. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to taste with people. And that is because of everyone's preconceived notion with what a honey whiskey is going to taste like because everyone's had, you know, from the macro brands. Yeah. They're honey whiskey and um one thing right off the bat that you're going to notice is that you do not see the word liqueur written on this label it anywhere tastes like medicine it, the honey whiskeys from the oh. other no 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 i'm sorry let me let me clarify i haven't tasted this yet but i'm saying okay. the macro brands they usually taste like some type of medicine they take and then the medicine even put honey in there because like oh it coats your throat and it's like dude chill out <laughs> <laughs> for sure well what, what we've done differently is we we just source uh organic clove honey from a producer in preston iowa which is they're about like 30 miles from us so we kind of go outside that 25 miles okay uh, to, oh to that's get stretching honey, it that's know? five miles more i mean 
our, our, our feet are to the fire on this, but we're going to, we'll, we'll <laughs> die on that hill because we like how it tastes. If the honey's know? worth it, the honey's worth it. Yeah. And um, you can actually kind of see if I swirl around a little bit. I don't know. This I did mix this up already, but there will be some sediment that falls to the bottom oh, because the honey cool. will just, I mean, it's heavy, so it will just sit and fall out. Yeah, don't um, be afraid of sediment, folks. No. Now, real quick, the experimental bottle, that was a black bottle that says experimental um, aged in rum barrels. And this other bottle, it is, looks like honey. It looks like a honey it bottle. It does. So. There's some cute little bees on there. Yep. All of bees. Yeah. So what what this is? This is just a straight up blend of our Cody Road bourbon and local organic clove honey. And I'm told that the the beekeepers that we source this from are actually like competition like honey people. And I'm told that this particular batch won something. And I don't know anything else other than that. This is batch uh, 1903. Just so you know. I say it's made with real honey, so yeah. let's give it a, Cheers. a shot. Ooh, it smells. Just the smell stands yeah. out. It's, it's honey. I remember when I was young, I would go to the health food store. There was one in Northwest Indiana. It was the only place to get tofu, only place to get, like, real honey. And... You would get these little honey sticks that would sit at the top of the shop, like, yeah. like impulse buy. And this is what this smells like. Just pure, like, awesome. little honey stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the honey in, in this whiskey, the honey flavor, the aromatics are, I mean, it is it is a honey bomb, but I love it. I have to admit, I like that one the most. Um, it, I thought you'd like this. It, yeah, and I'm not, well, I do got a sweet tooth. I like candy. But <laughs> um, that... I don't, I don't usually like sweet alcohols or mm. sweet spirits, but that is actually pretty good, and it tastes nothing like what I imagined it was going to taste like. Like like you said, the macro distillers, they, like I said, that tastes like medicine, but yeah. this actually tastes like good whiskey with honey. I, 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 I kind of want to taste it hot. Yeah, and a hot toddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to I wanna oh, yeah. taste it. Just add... Water Tasted and lemon. Warm. Yeah, that's, that's ready to go. Right. Doesn't, doesn't need to add. Right. That's what it, I'm with that. No, I apologize because this is the buyer in me, but are the honey and the experimental lime priced? Um, <laughs> the honey's actually a little bit cheaper. <laughs> You're going to save a little bit more per bottle. Um, and yeah. then experimental, a little and bit, then little the, bit more. No, actually, uh, we kept the experimental lime priced with the bourbon. Awesome. So, yeah, it's already programmed in. I mean, it's ready to go. That's very cool. Yeah. I don't think you need a definition online priced. <laughs> I kind of do, but I mean, while we're here, yeah, we got people. I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay. Sales here. So, I'm not sales. I'm just so a buyer. Line, line price meaning um, we have different like pricing groups as far as our all of our SKUs or individual products that we have. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in one pricing group is our bourbon and our rye and then the experimental. And so, those are all going to be line price together because they're going to cost the same and then our our honey and uh, we do a maple as well and then our rtd cocktails are also line priced what is rtd ready to drink so i'm, I'm confused because i thought this was all ready to drink once you open the bottle <laughs> they are yes they are. yes i, I love yes, that it is. we we have the only rtd whiskey out there is what we have yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all messing with me. Cause, cause. I just, I, I love that. So ready to drink is a, a cocktail that comes prepared for you. Oh, I don't yeah. like those. I love RTDs. I, I serve a ton of RTDs. Like what? Uh, Manhattan's old fashions. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're incredibly convenient. What yeah. it does is it allows you to have a cocktail at home without having to prepare it. Oh, nah. That's like part of the fun. But see, I don't know because I'm There not. are some folks that don't have time to... Okay. Yeah. Here's... I bought a bottle of RTD Old Fashioned. It's a 750 bottle for my friend Wendy. Wendy is a... She does pediatric oncology. When she gets home from work, last thing she wants to do is make a cocktail. She's tired. She's got a toddler. She wants to pour it out of the bottle over the ice and have a delicious cocktail that has been crafted with expertise... I need to drink. I believe you. I wasn't trying to tell you no. So, I'm, but it's a I'm good just, thing. I'm I'm just saying I, I it's it's the overcomplicator in myself. That's that's all. You were um, a bartender in a different life. If it's RTD, I'm with it. If if that's what you're telling me that's what I'm supposed to drink, then I guess you're so. not supposed to. It's just it's a it's a great option. Yeah, as well. It's whatever as your preference is. As long as it's delicioso, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so it says here that you are from, you said you live in Logan Square. I do. Yeah. It was a very quick drive over here, which uh, was nice. So have you lived in other parts of the city? I have. Uh, when I first moved here in 2008, I moved to Hyde Park and I lived there for a year. And then I lived in Lakeview for oof, like four years oh wow you went from one extreme to the other i did Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then uh, we've been in logan for or no actually after lakeview then we did a year in andersonville and then we moved to logan like five six years ago something like that that sounds like my journey i got here in 09 so yeah same way i lived all over the city and being not from the city it's kind of fun to tell people the different places. Like, how did you get, how did you end up there? Because people from here, they're like, uh-uh, I ain't going there. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not from here, you kind of just hang out. Yeah. You you want to see different stuff. And then, like, if you find yourself hanging out in one area for a while, or, like, if your job is there or something, then you're probably going to move there. Yep. You know? yep. Well, that's the thing about Chicago that I find fascinating is that we are neighborhood people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not move outside of your, you don't go anywhere. You're like, yeah. Logan Square is 1.2 miles away from me. I commute seven miles to work every day by bike. Okay. When somebody asks me to go out and get drinks in Logan Square, I'm like, oh, You're like, are you serious? Oh, that's are you so mad at far me? away. Are you- it's literally <laughs> 1.2 miles. And I'm like, mm, but I got to cross a bridge. Yeah. And like, also, I'm, have to like I'm not that cool. So bring like a bag. I'm yeah. not that cool <laughs> stuff. And right. Got to pack up. <laughs> We're see, such creatures habits here. See you next week, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Logan Square. Yeah. Put on the hat. Get do the, I need like a different ticket for that? Or do, <laughs> do I need a passport <laughs> to get to Logan Square? Because yeah. it feels like that sometimes. I got buddies. I say, hey, I'm going to take you to a bar in... Bridgeport. And they said, oh, no, we ain't allowed over there. I said, what? <laughs> Chatham to Bridgeport is not too far. That's we longer came, than me to Logan we Square. We came yeah. from downtown. Oh, there you go. So we were on the way home. I said, let's stop here before we go home. Oh, I got home. you. And they, like, like nah. Then was once it where I, he is? 
Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then once I took them there, they were stupid, super stoked. They enjoyed themselves. So. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. I like Maria's a lot. Awesome. Do you have yeah. any other questions for Siam? I kind of do. I have a ton because this was go for it. This was a pretty in depth with all the different bottles. I, I liked. Uh, I liked how much different stuff that he brought out. I liked how we were talking about the price points. Um, we already talked about the cocktails that you could make with each one. So we'll save all that for the bonus episodes and everybody cool. can listen to us after the fact and, and see what else we had to say and had to ask. But awesome. no, I think it was, I, th- I, I really appreciated it. Cody Rowe. Now I'm going to look out for that. I'm going to tell all my friends about it. Well, I'm telling all my friends about it now. Cause we're talking about it on the podcast. This is who's listening yeah. to the podcast yeah. is our friends <laughs> right now. Let's be honest. And right my now. Mom. My mom's going to listen to this too. Okay. Oh, hey mom. Shout yeah. out to mom. Hi, mom. Happy, happy mother's yeah, day. Happy mother's, happy mother's day. day. It's going to come out way past mother's day, but we <laughs> were thinking matter. about you. Every day is mother's day. It is. It should be. Every day it should be. Mother's Sam, day. is there anything else that we should know about Cody road? Um, I think we, we covered basically everything. I mean, just know that when you see this on the shelf that it is, it's literally made by a, a very small, you know, group of people that really love what they do and dedicate everything to what they do. And there's nothing but love in these bottles and local grain. I can taste it. Awesome. I can taste the love. Thank you. I love that. And this is, goes back to the, the pilot episode of, Wanting to support families. Nobody wakes up and opens a distillery. No. <laughs> it's love, blood, we, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And this we is a talk, perfect example of it. We talked about that yeah. on the um, crossover episode that we had on a different show. So, yes, nobody just wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to open a distillery. This is going to be what's up. So, yeah. thank you. Thank awesome. you, Sam. Well, thank we you appreciate so much you for having out. me. I, I had a really great time with you guys. Yeah. Thanks. So, please let us know what you think. What libations should we dive into next? Please comment, ask questions, give us feedback about anything at all. And you can reach us at designateddrinkerspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at the designated drinkers podcast. We're on Twitter at drinkers podcast. And we have other social medias to come out. Eventually, we are very busy in our regular lives. Um, This is our hangout spot with you. So, please, give us some feedback. Ma'am? That's, uh, you can visit our website at designateddrinkerspodcast.com. Uh, we'll post some photos, uh, the, the, the booze, cocktails, articles, anything else that I fucked up as my information. Make sure I'll correct that. And with that said, cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers.